The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for five partners in this new endeavor here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on DNH everything. The podcast will primarily be comprised of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given a 45 to 60 second pre roll, mid roll, or post roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue. What's happening, Wolverine Nation? Tad Brace here alongside Travis Kiewit with another episode of DNH Loose Change coming at you. How you doing, Travis? I'm doing fantastic. The weather, I think, is headed up. Oh, I love it. Hey. Every day that the snow goes down a little bit is another day closer. As Will says, summer is close. Summer is close. Summer is I close. will tell you right now, it is a fantastic feeling to be able to go outside and know you're not going to freeze to death in three seconds. <laughs> That's true. Um, the one downfall is my driveway... Uh, I need to put like four foot signs around it, like a swimming pool, because there are spots where you oh. just fall into like four foot of, of water. <laughs> Pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got an upgrade this fall. We got brand new asphalt and curb and gutter, and it has been tremendous. We used to have that problem. I had ice probably until April, and now smooth sailing. Thank you, City of Dyke. Yeah. No, ours is in the alley. Oh, the backside, like the, huh? The al- no, our, we have gutters, and everything works great up front. The alias, it's mm. not helpful. <laughs> it's not ideal. Yeah. All right, guys, we have a really fantastic lineup for you. Um, we have Barry Cavalier coming on tonight. We have Nick Reineke. Um, gosh, we've got Taylor Kiewit, Lily Bennett, and then we also have Sam Hertz coming on to talk to us. So a lot of great things. Travis, I think you got a couple things to add as well. Yeah, the biggest thing here is we're still um, out there in the market for partners uh, to be here with Loose Change, um, we did talk to the board and we got the approval, so we're not going anywhere. I hope not, unless we do something drastically wrong, but we're going to really try not to. So we're still looking for some partners, and we got a partner uh, last week, Reineke Construction. Uh, Jeff Reineke uh, graciously uh, wanted to help sponsor the podcast, so really appreciate uh, Jeff and Reineke Construction. I can personally say he's done some stuff at our house, and he's also helped me out. That dude is a wizard when it comes to construction. He helped me build a deck on our back uh, back of the house, and he'd come over and and then I'd do the labor. You know, I'd take care of it, and I'd get stuck or to a point and call him back over. He'd come up with numbers and stuff like that and um, did a great job. Also did our basement and our kitchen. Yeah, so. he's he and on top of it, he's a great guy. He's gonna help you out the best he can, and uh, you definitely will be sad if you have him come do some work for you. Yep. So really thankful for Jeff Reineke and Reineke Construction. 
uh, being part of the Loose Change podcast. Yeah, and because of that, we were able to purchase some new equipment that we really desperately needed, and we still have some needs that we're kind of working through, but uh, we really appreciate it because we've got some na- nice new microphones and things like that that we uh, we no longer have to beg, borrow, and steal from some other departments for microphones anyways. Right, right. No, and the nice uh, thing you know about maybe getting some sponsors is you know, maybe we could make the uh, waiting room a little bit more enjoyable with some uh, food or some, you know, some waters or something like that. And and we'd love to maybe get the brand out there a little bit, get some T-shirts and some other things out there. So, And on top of it, we'd love to have you come on and, and talk to the community. What do you do? All right. Exactly. I agree. All right. Well, I think it's time. Let's get to our interviews. All right, everybody, we are here with our first interview of the night. We've got Barry Cavalier with the lowdown at the junior high. Barry, how are you tonight? Hey, it's a great night to be here, so it's it's a great night to be a part of something like this. I think we, well, you say that now. Wait till you get done with hey, it. Exactly. You know, we were looking at these questions ahead of time. This will be interesting. <laughs> Always a privilege. Are you ready to be grilled? Absolutely. Okay. Barry, why don't you start off by telling us about your background uh, in the community and, and with Dyke New Hartford? Absolutely. I, I was a, an actual graduate uh, quite a few years ago from, uh, from New Hartford. And uh, after uh, graduating from New Hartford, I went on to UNI to, to get a, a degree in teaching, but I didn't go into that right away. Um, I did uh, coach 30 years uh, with Dyke New Hartford, New Hartford, and some other places as well. So I found my way back to a key, uh, teaching career. I am actually the third generation that has uh, taught in New Hartford and Dyke New Hartford, so which I think is um, something I've been really proud of. And I can, the sidebar note is that uh, we now have our fourth generation with my oldest daughter that actually <laughs> teaches there. So uh, we're continuing to uh, really enjoy the opportunity to, to come back home and, and be part of a, a great community. So uh, I've done that. I've coached uh, cross country for 25 years. I uh, coached basketball, assistant coach basketball with the girls, assistant coach basketball for the boys. I've coached junior high girls basketball, so I've done quite a few different levels as far as within our communities. So basically what you're saying is if, if there's a question about Dyke or New Hartford or Dyke New Hartford, that a good spot to start would be you? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but it uh, I've had, uh, unfortunately, maybe been around too long for some oh, people, but uh, it's been uh, a it's been a great privilege. No, I, you tell me who those people are and we'll take care of them. I think uh, you're definitely a resource for me as I am in your classroom five times a day probably <laughs> driving you nuts but uh, no go ahead Barry um, I just want to clarify right now you're the junior high health teacher and the junior high athletic director at Dyke New Hartford um, and that role has been uh, consistently changing especially with COVID um, how has that affected your job because you're you're pretty fresh into the junior high athletic director stage how has that uh, changed your role it really was a, a great transition for me from leaving coaching after a number of years to be able to uh, jump into a position like that because it's it's the opportunity to, to work with the, with the young kids and with my new role. And as you said, I, I teach health, 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th grade health, but then I also do some at-risk stuff at the junior high as well. So it gives me a, 
Uh, it provides me with a new light, uh, really a new different energy uh, that I hope I can bring to the school in along with that with the athletic director as well. So it's really been a great a transition for me, and it's been, a, again, it's been a, a privilege to be a part of the program. Yeah, that's, I, I was told when I was going through college that the place that you, again, every teacher is important, but the place you can make maybe the biggest difference is that junior high because there, there's that which way I'm going to go, which path I'm going to go, and if you can get them squared away, that helps out with that high school side of it. And I've seen you in action, and, and there's definitely a caring going on for those students and you know, try to get them, hey, th- th- this is your chance. you got to take advantage of it. Yeah, you know, it's for the, again, it's, it, I, I keep saying the word privilege, but uh, years ago when I started teaching and, and the student teachers or the people that you talk to, that if you ever have that chance, um, because I did start my career uh, at junior high and then I would come down to the high school and teach high school health, mm-hmm. and the question was always if you had a choice and somebody made, made you make a choice, what would you do? And I said, absolutely, I would be in junior high because it's a, it's just a unique opportunity to be a, uh, around a bunch of young kids. And I, I want to put the, whether it's an asterisk or not, because the, the opportunity right now that I have to teach with the teachers that surround me really do make it a great place to be because they are uh, a group of teachers that have a genuine concern about kids in every aspect uh, in the classroom, outside the classroom. And so that, that has really been a, uh, a great thing for me to be a part of uh, here at the junior high. Yeah, uh, you know, as a junior high ELA teacher, and I consider myself pretty young yet, but we are still starting to see a lot of uh, turnover. And this is my eighth year, and I'm seeing, you know, new faces consistently. And it's one of those things where if, if a student or a teacher, excuse me, if a teacher comes up and asks me, you know, some questions, the first person I would always point to is you got to go talk to Barry because Barry will be <laughs> one of the guys that can help you with absolutely anything. He can show you where anything's at. He can talk to you through any any situation. So I think that's a, a big benefit. And to have someone like that in a role with junior high students who have so many different things going on in their lives that they're not quite sure how to balance and juggle, uh, I think that's just a, a true benefit. So we do appreciate having that kind of leadership in the junior high. Well, I, I think I, I think I might have read through the lines on that one because you said you've seen a lot of people go now, so that must mean I'm one of the elders in at that site, so I'm not sure what that's Well, we're going to push you out to pasture probably here. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you know. You, you, just, <laughs> you just keep hanging around, and, and when we're done with you, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, and, and all I was trying to say is uh, year eight for me, I still feel relatively young, but at the same time, I'm looking at things – from a, a veteran perspective, and it's it's a whole different ball game. So I I love having someone to come talk to, that's got that same uh, veteran presence, only has been around and has seen a lot more things that I can bounce some ideas off of when I when I'm really struggling. Because I think every teacher goes through a point mm-hmm. where, what do you do? You know, there are right. situations that you come across, and and I and I think too again we're really I would stay still very young in our inner junior high as far as teachers but what's been interesting the past few years that now our young teachers are getting married they're having kids and as with anybody as we age we have a different perspective on on how we view our, our student body and I think it's a great asset to be able to to have those qualities and so it, it really is a, a a great place because of how our staff is growing in so many different ways all right we 
hit the staff part. Now the student part. Um, got a couple minutes here. Junior high is kind of where activities kick in, the athletics, the plays, um, you know, chorus, band, all that other kind. Well, band starts in sixth grade, but if you got a chance to talk to some sixth graders out there, some younger kids, what are what are some reasons to get involved in the junior high? And I know you are a huge proponent of just try it, just get out there and do it. This is the chance to take advantage of it, and it, it reflects as well. I mean, I, I, you may know the percent, but it's it's way up there as far as the the population of students, you know, versus uh, the participation we have. I know in the fall uh, we had the opportunity that we, I think we were right at about ninety percent of our student body wow. were, were out for a sport, and that does not include our absolutely fantastic band and vocal program because that would uh, increase that to almost a hundred percent. And you know, again, that that really does go back to our uh, our teachers and the coaching staff that we have on our belief and, you, and you, the question was a great question is that how could we let our sixth graders know the opportunities that are in front of us because of of how fast those two years go and uh, what I think we continue to want to push at the junior high is the opportunity for us to experience different things you know we all have a love for uh, a certain sport or a or a certain uh, whether it be band or vocal or plays that we offer but it's an opportunity that we try to encourage our, our young adults to, to be a part of things, not only to experience new uh, athletics or, again, the, this, the band and vocal, but to experience being part of a group, to be, uh, to be a part of a, a program um, that has support for each other, to, uh, the opportunity to compete, uh, the opportunity to, to belong to something that, that's important to, to a lot of people. And, and I think that's something that we have to continue uh, out of the junior high to, to make sure our kids um, see some of those things. And, and I think that, again, goes back to our teachers. You know, this, this spring, our track season is going to start up in, in, in a couple weeks. And uh, right now we run about 135 to 140 kids that are um, in our 7th and 8th grade classes. And right now we have about 115 kids that have signed up for track. <laughs> and that is directly um, related to um, our teachers and our coaches that are going out and, and promoting an opportunity to be active uh, for all the right reasons, not about winning or losing, but the opportunity to be part of something. And um, it's a social thing, and, and there's just so many things that are great about it. So as a sixth grader, uh, we'll continue to, as, as, a, as a staff, continue to provide and encourage people to be a part of things because it's so important. It, it's just so important because that will, again, go to our grades. Um, it will go to our other social things that we have out there. Uh, yeah, one of one of the things I really like that you stressed there is the opportunity aspect of it. A lot of, I think sometimes we take for granted the amount of people who have opportunities provided to them uh, with club teams, uh, town teams, whatever it may be. Sometimes we don't always consider the fact that some of these kids don't have those opportunities. And junior high is their first true opportunity to be in something more than just uh I don't even know what I want to say with that. It's something more than just a conversation. It's it's now it's a reality for them, and I I think that when we give those opportunities to kids, it's their first real chance to see if they love something. They can develop a passion, and I, I think that's why it's important that we push. We have you know Scott Conley pushing kids to be out for track because it's going to help you in fifteen different things. Uh, you know, being out for one thing is going to help you in another. So. 
that's always beneficial. It is, and it's not that anybody that everybody doesn't know it, but in junior high, when we're um, when a young man or a young woman is de- uh, developing both physically and mentally, uh, we we have to hopefully give them opportunities to ex- to experience some things because we don't know what they're going to be like in in three years or four years, and if we continue to encourage um, as a school that I think it's going to allow those individuals that may not mature till later in life to have some of those opportunities because they may not have had the opportunities to to be on, on uh, a town team or a, or a travel team of some sort. But it, it really is, a, I think, important that we look at that mental and that physical part that we don't know what the futures look like. They, they could really be something special if they just hang in there. Nice. All right. Well, you know what I think it's time for? I think it might be time for that random question of the day. I've been waiting this all night. <laughs> I think, Travis, you, this this has your name written all over it. you got to share this one. All right. All right. It, it does have my name and my gut written all over it. All right, Barry. If your sheets had to be made of some type of deli meat, what meat would you want them to be made of? Oh, my gosh. So you're laying in bed. Instead of a sheet, you have deli meat. Got to cuddle up. and I, I'm going to have to say roast beef. Roast beef? Absolutely. Roast beef because, you know, roast beef, it just <laughs> is there. I wish I could explain more, <laughs> but um, there's just something about roast beef that just hangs with you on, on sheets. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had thought of roast beef at first, but then I switched to uh, salami. I, and I think, I think, Barry, sli- <laughs> you're over there laughing. Don't. How can you pick? That's like a, that's so, like so, a, a string of salami. So, but I'm thinking back to like my Jimmy John's and, and Subway, and I like the Italian subs, and the salami's got uh, a little spice to it. I figured. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, just take a little nibble off the, the salami sheet, and I'm ready to go for the day. Oh, man. I, well, I'm definitely uh, out here in left field then because I'm going to go with oven-roasted uh, chicken breast. I love yeah, I love making chicken sandwiches. I do. I don't know why. Uh, oven-roasted turkey, any of those things. It's, it's going to be oven roasted, though. Yeah, well, I just right. I thought it actually added a. Little, so you're, you're talking about adding spice. I thought yep, that would kind yep. of spice up That'd my response. I'd go for some type uh, of Cajun too. And once again, I'm still glad that I picked roast beef. <laughs> well, you're you're the normal one. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. This group is definitely we're interesting to say the least. And this was a fun. Uh, when I saw this question written down, <laughs> I honestly didn't know what I was going to say when I. Right. When I responded, so and I'm glad I didn't know beforehand what that question was because <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what I could have come yeah. up with. So yeah, um, while we got you here, Barry, before we uh, leave, we are doing something new next year uh, at at DNH at the junior high level, and we're going to introduce a split season. Uh, you want to take just a couple minutes here and maybe educate our listeners out there, you know, kind of what a split season would look like and, and just some general information. Absolutely, for the. Uh, first time this coming fall in, in the NICL, uh, the junior high is looking at a split season. And, I, and it is different than what we do in the fall because in the fall we offer, um, you, call, you can do what's called dual sporting. 
And dual sporting is an opportunity, again, that we've talked about, that we want to give kids the opportunity to compete in different things to see what they would may or may not like when they get to high school. Uh, a split season that we'll be starting this winter is that the girls will be playing from uh, November to through Christmas, and then the boys' basketball will be playing from January through the middle of February. And the split part goes that with wrestling, um, they're actually going to wrestle from November through December. So in this theory um, or in this idea that the boys or girls can wrestle uh, in the fall or early part of the winter and then jump and also try to play basketball in the winter. So it's an opportunity for kids to really try two different sports that we've never had that opportunity before. So we're really looking forward to um, those opportunities. And again, we'll, we'll be getting some more things out here in the next month or two just to kind of have conversations. So again, sixth graders, you're going to have that opportunity to, to do two things, and we want to get some more information out early enough to have conversations. Good, good. I like that. And again, try it and see what happens. And Absolutely. Just kind of go, go with the flow yep. and see where it lands. Yeah, worst, worst case scenario, you're out there having fun with your friends. So. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Cavalier. Like to uh, say thank you again for stopping in tonight. Uh, I know 7:30, 7:45 at night, traveling in the long trip from New Hartford. We appreciate it and thank you. Well, it's it's an, been an absolute privilege. Yep. Thanks a lot, Barry. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please f- feel free to contact them at 319 319- Two three nine six two five six or R E I N C O N S T at Gmail dot com. Key Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, everybody. We have our next interview ready to rock tonight. We have freshman Sam Hertz here joining us in the studio tonight and Sam had recently a a pretty amazing accomplishment Um, he was a finalist for the know your constitution um, subdivision within the uh, young uh, lawyers bar association okay so I think um, what what we want to know Sam is kind of describe this a little bit to the listeners what what does this what does this look like Uh, so essentially what I had to do is uh it was two parts. Uh, the first part was an open book 50-question quiz uh, that you had to fill out. Uh, and then the second part uh, was uh, essay with a prompt. Uh, the topic is different every year. Uh, but this year it was about uh, – uh, what was it about? It was something about felons, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, felon voting. Uh, I forgot the name uh, right there. That's uh, okay. And uh, it was essentially uh, – it was called the Voter Equality Act. 
And uh, there was another uh, act uh, trying uh, to uh, get rid of this one. Uh, and it had uh, three uh, main points to it. And you basically had to declare it constitutional or unconstitutional by the Constitution, of course. Okay. And, well, you did very well on this mm -hmm. because you were awarded a, a, a nice scholarship. Am I correct? Yeah, it was uh, $1,000. Uh, there were 60 finalists. And uh, out of those 60, uh, there was a best essay. And uh, five uh, people would randomly receive a scholarship. Usually they have a trip to Washington, D.C., but, of course, with COVID, they can't do that, so they gave us a scholarship. I would definitely take the scholarship yeah, and, as well. And, again, I'm, I'm going to toot your horn. 60 finalists selected of more than 500 students. This wasn't like 60 out of 62 that, that mm. made it. It was 60 out of 500. And then on top of that, like you said, five of those you know received it. And um, huge honor. I, I don't even know. My percent probably would have been about ten. I think if I if I would have taken this, I which interest in this or just something you enjoy? Is it a a passion, a hobby? A, you know what's you know because you don't hear a whole lot about it, but yet you know it's pretty prestigious. Yeah, it's just a hobby as of now, but uh, I think it started off with uh, eighth graders. We all have to do history day. Sure. Uh, and that kind of started all of this. And then uh, Miss Nicholson, our tag teacher, uh, got me into more uh, history competitions, one of which being Know Your Constitution. And that just set off everything for me. And <laughs> now I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I actually uh, remember I judged your pro, uh, your uh, project last year in History Day, and it was an amazing project. Mm -hmm. You did a lot with Adobe. Um, you made a nice, it was a nice documentary, and it was really, really well put together. Uh, not saying any of our other projects were bad, but yours was just head and shoulders above what I'm used to seeing just because of the different aspects and technology that you brought into it. So I think this is definitely something that is very impressive, and you've got Absolutely. a really, a really good knack for it. So continue to work hard in it, buddy. Yeah, uh, from like January to May uh, of last year, all I could think about was History Day. It was like an entire <laughs> phase I went through. It was something. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Mm -hmm. And now this um, Know Your Constitution project, is this something that you are a freshman? Is this something that you can compete in next year and as a junior or senior? Is this a high school thing? Is this once you're, you've entered it, you're done? I mean, what's the process uh, there? Yeah, regardless of how many times uh, you become a finalist or don't, you can do it all four years of high school. Okay, and so that begs the next question. Are we going to see a repeat? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> That's just really cool. You know, whether or not you're awarded another scholarship or not, the amount of knowledge that you are gaining about something that most people, you know, like Travis right, said, right. I would have right. a very hard time knowing as much as you do about this topic. So that you're passionate about this is very, very impressive. Mm. Yeah. I think the thing about it is that it's just an objective topic, and I'm hungry for information. And it's just uh, there's no right or wrong or opinions. It's just the Constitution, and you just get all that information. Nice. Is there anybody else here at DNH that is part of this that you know of, or were you – Running this solo? 
Uh, there's been a finalist from DNH before in previous years, but for this year, it was just me. This year was just you, so you got a little recruiting to do, maybe? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. I mean, just the fact that you're the only one and you are representing Dyke New Hartford like that is it's phenomenal. So mm. keep up the good work. And as a freshman, right? Right. Wow. So what would you tell somebody out there? You know, let's say there's a student, a high school student listening. Um, what would you tell them about, you know, your, you know, the process you did and, and how it all happened? You know, how would you sell somebody on that? Yeah, it's just a very quick process. Like, you don't really get to actually know the process un- until you at least try it once. So right. why not? I probably did my uh, quiz in like two days in my essay and a week or two it's not very time consuming either wow that's that, <laughs> that's impressive that is nice to know especially for students who um enjoyed you know the history day aspect but they didn't want the the lengthiness of the mm-hmm. project so that's that's good something to keep in mind yeah it's a very just quick snappy uh competition well history day you have tons of sources and you have to throw a whole project together it's a lot more snappier well maybe they'll get you uh maybe they can prorate the trip to washington dc for next year once this all this covid goes away though they'll, they'll bring mm-hmm. back you guys because that'd be kind of a cool trip i think yeah it would definitely be interesting you've been out there uh no mm-hmm. i haven't i've always wanted to go i i do too i i'm not a history guy or i'm not a, a constant you know even a political guy but i love just seeing all the symbolism out there and you know the stuff that it represents it's it's kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's so much out there so uh, well, Sam, it is time for your random question of the day. Oh, boy. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a good one. <laughs> okay, are you ready for it? Oh, uh, sure. All right. Which would you prefer to have as your roommate, a goat or a bird, and why? Okay, I could argue for either of these, but right now I'm going to argue bird. Because although neither of them can really be contained... <laughs> At least a bird, you can kind of just throw it in a cage. You can feed it a little food. But with a goat, all your sheets are going to get ripped up, and it's going to be insane. And, I mean, yeah, you might have a bird flying around, but, again, what, you can contain it somehow. What if we told you that bird was a turkey vulture? Would that change your answer? Uh, no, because... <laughs> like, what kind of bird you're, are you thinking? Like a parakeet? Uh, no, I, a, I'm thinking a little like tiny... A dove? Like, I'm, t- I'm thinking a little tiny goldfinch. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if you're going to go that route, Sam, I, jeez. Maybe we should have gave him two, like, like a mountain specific? goat and a yeah. turkey vulture. Well, we know for next time. Yeah, yeah, we'll throw this back out there. Tad, what are you? Because I like a challenge, I'm going to go with a goat, ju- just because I feel like uh, I'll, I know all these people around here, around Dyke New Hartford, that are just fascinated with goats, and I feel like, if I need help with this, I can just call them <laughs> and take care of it. I don't know. What about you? I'm with you, Ted. I'd go with the goat, but I would want it to be specific. I want one of those small ones, oh, like yeah. the ones that are kind of cute that kind of hop around, you know, and just kind of jump around and they randomly fall down. And I, I think it'd be kind of funny. Um, Sam, you brought up great points, so I was not thinking of totally terrorizing the room. I, I wouldn't yeah. be real happy with that. Um, so I, I kind of hesitate I, if it, if it was a go to have to be a, one of those small ones, just cute. Cause if it does something wrong, at least it's cute. Yeah. I, I want a fainting goat. So if I, if, 
If it <laughs> makes me mad, I'm just going, <laughs> you know, and it falls over. Right, right. So calm it down for yeah, a... exactly, and then we're good to go. Whereas I can't really do that with a hummingbird. But I feel like with a goat, over time, regardless of how much you love or hate it, you're going to build an emotional attachment to it. And when you see that goat faint, you're going to be absolutely terrified for a few seconds there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, one of these times, it's going to faint and it ain't going to get back up. <laughs> well, here's here's the other thing with this. And I, I know we're, we're getting a little off topic here, but what if there is a food shortage someday and you chose a goldfinch? That's not going to fill you up, but a goat, that could go a long ways. Oh, boy. I, I would not eat goat. It didn't. No. I'd be out. I think you misunderstood the concept here. There is no, a food shortage. I, I'd find something else. You can eat bed sheets too. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> maybe. Maybe if it's made of salami, I guess. Right. <laughs> I mean, we live in Iowa. We have corn everywhere. I don't think we're gonna have a food shortage. Anytime I'm with saying there that 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 scenario isn't going to happen. Yeah, hypothetical. This this scenario, of you may end up with a goat or a bird at some point as a roommate. <laughs> I'll go out on a limb and say it won't, but. <laughs> All right, Sam, it's time for us to wrap up here, buddy. I uh, just want to say congratulations uh, on your accomplishment, and thank you for joining us on DNH Loose Change. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, thanks a lot, Sam. All right. We are here with Nick Reinecke, a student athlete here at Dyke New Hartford, um, who has just completed his wrestling season and ended up on the podium. He did a nice job this season, buddy. Thank you. Uh, eighth place down the state, correct? Yep, that's correct. Nice job. And uh, what weight were you at, bud? Oh, 160 pounds. 160 pounds. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, I think I was there just maybe two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think I was like nine. <laughs> I don't think Nick's buying it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about yeah. that one. I, I, just a little weight, a weight story. I was going into maybe my sophomore year, and it was the the summer right before football started, and we got on the scale, and you know they did your weight and everything like that. And I got on there, and I weighed like maybe 145 pounds. And the coach looked at looked at the scale and looked at me and looked at the scale and said, "Yeah, 165." And I'm like, "What? 160?" And he's like, "145 ain't gonna cut it. You got to be bigger than that." You know, to make the, the whole roster seem like we got big, burly guys. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, all right. Now I wish I could go back <laughs> I, to those days. I knew days. some coaches juiced it, but I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, you are talking no, about no. a 20-pound. Yeah, mine was 20-pound difference. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Nick, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we kind of just want to we want to talk about your season. We want to talk about what it's like to be a student athlete at Dyke New Hartford. Uh, talk about your experiences. So hope you're ready to rock. Yep, sounds good. You've been going down to the state tournament a lot. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, do you even remember the first time you went down to watch? No, not not at all. I mean, it had to be knee high to a grasshopper. Yeah, I mean, pretty pretty, much. pretty. And now you got the opportunity to go down there and be on the mats. What was that feeling? Uh, it was it was a lot different than I was expecting. To be honest, I mean, it was just it's kind of different being actually down there instead of. Instead right. of being in the stands, right. so yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it a lot. So, were you overwhelmed? Did you take it all in? I mean, just I mean, something you were ready for, and you know, you said it was different, but it, you know, was it 
intimidating, anything like that, or you know? It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. The night or the morning of thir- Thursday morning, the coaches took us down there and just we kind of walked around and got used to it, and that that helped a lot. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I was just relaxed and ready to wrestle. So that's good. You've always been one. You know, I've I've coached you. I, I've had you in class. You've always stayed level headed and calm, and I think that's definitely an attribute that you can apply to wrestling. I mean, uh, you had a tough go. I mean, health-wise, you, your hip was bothering you a little bit. How are you doing now? Uh, it's, it's getting better. Rest is helping it quite a bit, so, yeah. That's good. I mean, I don't know if people really realize you put yourself through quite a bit of pain to get down there. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I think you're selling yourself a little, short. A little bit but, modest yeah. is what I think. But. And I've said this ever since, and I'll say it again, you know, tonight that you know wrestling to me is is the hardest sport to do, not only as far as the weight part of it, but also, you know, the mano y mano. I mean, it's it's you versus your opponent. There's highs and lows within the match, and um, you know, getting to watch you wrestle, uh, you know, throughout the year, you know, I think you went through some highs and some lows, and and but kind of like what tad said the the perseverance was always there and you know when the opportunity came you jumped at it and went for it and so again you need to be commended for for being able to do that and also representing you know dyke new harford as well along with um jacob lear and and dylan ort so yeah um i one of the biggest things that i i noticed about this whole process was just when when we interviewed kurt johnson and he was talking about some of the different things that he looks for in wrestlers. Um, I didn't really realize everything that went in. I mean, obviously, wrestling's a tough sport. Yeah. I mean, every every other aspect of it, though, the mental side of it, it really kind of hit home for me to, to hear him talk about that. So, again, another, another pat on the back for you there to keep it calm, cool, and collected out there. Thank you. Yep. Uh, talk a little bit about D&H, other sports that you do, other activities that you're in uh i do football track and field and baseball so yeah I, i'm in sports pretty much all the time so which i'm okay with you're okay yeah <laughs> I, yeah i'd kind of be okay with that too <laughs> that's, that's probably a good deal yeah i being a, a four sport athlete uh and doing all the different things that you do do you ever find yourself exhausted do you do you feel like at times that uh, man, I, I just need a breather. Or are you just one of those guys that your motor doesn't stop? You're you're ready from the from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. Uh, usually, usually I'm kind of I'm always ready to go. I mean, I enjoy sports a lot, so I'm always excited to go to practice and meets and uh, games. But I mean, during wrestling, especially, there's a couple nights you're just tired. <laughs> you go to bed at like eight thirty, eight o'clock, and a couple nights that I'm in bed by. <laughs> I don't know. Eight eight thirty on a regular basis. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but usually I'm I'm ready and excited for the day, so I'm usually not too bad. Now those that aren't real wrestling fans or don't quite follow it, not real wrestling fans, but just you know follow it from afar. You have uh, is it sectionals or districts first? I always get those confused. I believe it's is it sectionals? Se- yep, sectionals. So is sectionals first. are first, and that's a, a a group of I think six teams. Six teams, yeah. This year. And then, but you have to place first or second to move on. Yep. So top two move on to then districts. Districts, and then at districts, it is everybody's one and two. Yep. At districts, and then um, both one and two get to go on to state, correct? Yep. So they'll take 
the top two from two different sectionals and put them into one district. And then so there's four people in the district and then the top two then go to state. And then down at state, I believe it is it a 32? 16. 16 man yep. bracket, double yep. elimination. Well, not kind of a double elimination, yeah. but uh, yep. what, what do they, is there an official name for that? Uh, I think I, they just call it double elimination. Because yeah. you can, you could lose three, three times, times. Yep. and still, and still place and, and do that kind of thing. So, uh, what was the feeling being able to stand on that podium there? Uh, it was it was pretty good. I mean, when we when we did the grand march, I mean, it kind of was like oh, just yeah. I kind of looked around and thought that wow, this is pretty cool. I'm actually down here now and being on the stand. I had the I actually had the coaches Justin Marks. He was and my dad and I think Madeline Norton was down there too. They were I was standing on the stands facing away from them and they're sitting there going Nick <laughs> Nick. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't, if you ignore me one more time, uh, you have sprints. So I was sitting there, <laughs> I was sitting there laughing on the stands, and I turned, <laughs> and I turned around, and then they were just there laughing. I was like, yeah. "Well, yeah. I, I saw you with a big smile on your face. I wasn't quite sure where that was coming from. So that's good. That's I, good. I saw that same picture. Too, <laughs> that's so. a good. That's a good backstory. I like that. That is neat. <laughs> um, so, through this process, were you, did you ever consider yourself an underdog? And if you did. Did it fuel you? Um, I mean, like I wrestled, they came out with like state qualifier predictions, and I wasn't on there. And it like it, it's not like it's a huge deal. I I knew I could do it, and uh, I I guess yeah, you could say it fueled me. I was like, yeah, I just go out there and prove them wrong, and yeah. So. That's the kind of mindset you have to have. To, I think being a wrestler, you want right. you want to get out there and show everybody what you can do. Yeah, I like it. All right, so. Um, let's kind of shift a little bit here. We're, we're a student athlete. Um, we talked about the athletic sides, um, academic interests. Uh, where are you at right now? Academically, what are you interested in? Uh, what are your long-term goals? Have you talked, have you thought about that at all? Talked with your parents? Yeah. Um, I know like everybody in my family always says that I should be a teacher and like coach sports and be an athletic director and all that. And I'm not against that. I just keeping my options open. I mean, we haven't talked about it a whole lot yet, but I do know I'd like to play football or wrestle or even baseball in college. So, what what would be a dream job of yours? If if nothing mattered and you got to do whatever you wanted to do, uh, what, it, what would be a dream job? It would probably be being a sports coach and yeah. teacher. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I had you in sixth grade and in eighth grade, and uh, you're sophomore now, right? Yep. Um, one of the things that I knew when I had you was your ability to communicate with others. And I think that's probably one of the best attributes a good teacher has right. is his ability or her ability to communicate with others and to build relationships. Your peers look up to you and they, they've always responded to you. So I, I think that's just a, a fantastic profession to go into. Um, I think you do a really great job at that and, you know, any school would be lucky to have you if that's where you choose to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's obviously it's a top choice for me right now. Obviously, I haven't, I'm not decided yet. Right. This, is, this isn't like breaking news yeah. or anything. Like, hey, Nick Reinecke has declared to be a teacher. Yeah, we actually that's got it. the signing people back here. <laughs> that's right. We'll, rock. We'll, we'll go ahead and move this curtain real quick, and we've already got a letter of intent for you to. No, and and that's the the point for us is we like to just talk about these things because sometimes. Uh, Students don't think about these things right away, and it kind of sneaks up on them a little bit. You never have to know where you're going, but just to have some interest in mind 
it is really beneficial just to kind of bounce those off of people with your family and just think about it yourself. Take a good hard yep. look and yep, go from there. Like yep, yep. I think it's going to be good, and it'll. it'll you're only a sophomore, so yeah. you know there's still a few years left here at DNH, and it'll be great to follow your career here and see where you do go, both academically and athletically. Yeah, so it'll be kind of fun. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's that time, Nick. All right. Random question of the day. You ready for it? I'm as ready as I'm gonna get. Okay. And if you can't think of something. We'll chime in for you. We'll, we'll, I don't know on this we'll, one. We'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll throw you out to the wolves. I, I've got an idea. All right, here's your random question of the day. If extra lives were a thing in the real world, okay, how would you get them? How would you get extra lives if they were in the real like world? Like a respawn. Oh, okay. So you're saying like how So would you? Yep. So yeah. my uh, – go ahead. Do you have no, something? You, you go first. I'll, okay. I'll think. Okay. So my idea is I'm going to kind of rip it off of uh, Mario Brothers. And in order for you to get an extra life, you have to go get a starfish. Because in Mario, I believe the star hops around, bounces around. And if you can catch the star, then you get the one up or an extra life. So I'm thinking that you need to somehow get a starfish. Once you get that starfish, then you get the extra life. That is the dumbest thing <laughs> I've ever yeah, my, my, my first I, My first idea was again mario was you had to run underneath like a brick wall or something and jump up and bounce your head off of it i'll see what to get something out. to come out and then you had to go grab it okay yeah. but but i didn't I, I couldn't come up with the concept of where a brick wall would be that you could just you know every because everybody would want one well here's my question then <laughs> we live in iowa how many starfish do you know just hanging out around here. Well, but that's but maybe you go get them, or you order them on Amazon, or <laughs> eBay or something. And okay, so you just have like I get it. Yeah, you it's just like in the game, you you're automatically given three starfish or whatever you yeah, want to call. Yeah, yeah, and, and if I'm going down, or if you know I get in a whatever a car wreck, or you know jump out of a airplane parachuting and it doesn't open up, and I've got a starfish on me, boom. Yours will be heart attack from. Uh, Poncher, not Poncher, Pop Pop. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, I drew a blank for a second. But yeah, you're you're probably right. <laughs> Those would be some pretty expensive starfish, I think. I, Buying them on eBay. There'd be a market for it. <laughs> well, you can't go eBay because those are used. You don't want to use the yeah. lives. <laughs> you, you those are like, no good. You only get like half a life. <laughs> All right, Nick, I'm making you go next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I don't, this one's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe you gotta. I mean, kind of, kind of like him. Maybe you gotta. Well, just coming off wrestling season, maybe you gotta eat or gain so much weight and like weigh so much and Ooh. eat so much food. Like you gotta eat a certain amount of food in a month or something if you eat meet your goal. That's kind of like life. a would you rather? Okay, so would I, you rather be slim and not have many extra lives, or get fat and have a whole bunch of lives? Yeah. I would go with the fat. I feel like I'm headed that direction. I'm looking around for extra lives right now. <laughs> I'm well on my way. Um, I think I don't necessarily know how you'd get it, but I was thinking about the respawn part of it. I think you would wake up like in your bedroom, like it's just a whole nother day. You wake up and you're in your bedroom and you and you get up to start your day. Uh, just like if you were playing Call of Duty or something, they have these little respawn spark uh, res yeah, respawn 
locations. You, this that would just be your location to start, and I don't know how it is that you would actually do that. That's that's the question. And die? Sure. <laughs> yeah, but ex- <laughs> okay, you get it by dying. <laughs> Can I borrow some of your starfish? <laughs> maybe. And then maybe uh, then we'll respawn. <laughs> right, and we'll get some uh, Pablo's burritos from Nick over there with the... <laughs> yeah. You're uh, pushing 300 pounds here in a couple years. See what you got to look forward to, buddy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nick, just want to uh, thank you for, for taking the time and congratulate you on a fantastic sophomore year wrestling season. Um, we look forward to a few more good years, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep, thanks for joining us, Nick. All right, Wolverines, we're back here with our next interview. And actually... We've got two guests for the first time ever at the same time. First time on DNH Loose Change. This is kind of a big deal, guys. <laughs> so, well, I, ladies, um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Lily Bennett and Taylor Kiewit. Um, They are both students here at Dyke New Hartford, and they had uh, or had correct. Yes. Okay. Well, what are you what are you referring to? All state speech. Yes. They is, both. is a season over, ladies? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Taylor and Lily both had a fantastic speech season. As you can tell, I know a lot about the speech season. So uh, <laughs> it would be great if you actually gave uh, our listeners a little bit of background uh, about what you guys did this season in all state speech. So um, Taylor, why don't we go ahead and start with you? What was your uh, season like? Uh, yeah. So I was in two of the pre-recorded segments so like I was in TV news which is the one that made it to Allstate and then I was also in short film um I'm not personally super comfortable in front of like cameras and stuff so it was really great for me to be more involved in like the writing process and the whole like recording and editing so that was mainly what I was involved in that's really cool that's very cool Lily yeah so I was in improv and solo mime I like performing for people live action right for them uh mime takes a lot of work to put together but once it gets done it's amazing it's so much fun and then improv's just kind of on the go you kind of just have to just to say whatever i like that though <laughs> I, I do like that i feel like i'd get in trouble on the improv steve carell type things you yeah. know like yeah. on the office i feel like you could just that's total improv right yeah I think it probably is. Um, and then the mime thing. I always felt like I could be a fantastic mime. Well, if I sometimes I wish you were. <laughs> sometimes a lot of people wish I right. wish I were a mime. <laughs> I, no, I when I saw that, I thought that was really, really awesome. And you guys both have a really, really cool uh, project that you worked on. So the miming and the improv. And then, Taylor, I really liked yours as well because you talked about the writing part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this uh, and while I was preparing for this a little bit today. And I still use your book assessment as a, <laughs> from sixth oh grade really? as an example of some things that I'm looking for <laughs> for my students. It was just so well written. And uh, it was Star, Stargirl. Do you remember the book Stargirl? Yes, I do. So I, I, do. I use that as a... For book presentations, you are my example, and it says student A. 
you are now student wow. A. So student <laughs> A, nice. Yeah. And and I say like, okay, the student A did this. I wouldn't do that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. She, you did a, you did a, a really nice job, and I use it as my example. So you are famous for wow. being on Loose Change and oh, for yeah. being student A. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know. Didn't even know. And Lily, I talked to um, your speech coach Shay Bertram here. They guys had uh, practice or some had practice tonight and. Kind of, I asked her, I said, okay, so Lily, we're interviewing her tonight. She did solo mime. Why is it with large group, you know, speech? And she gave a, do you know the, the story of why, why it is, it is where it is? Yeah, I've asked that question a lot and I've been asked that question a lot. Like, <laughs> why, why isn't that part of an individual? But so basically you used to have to paint your face. And it would, like, be with grease, and it would give you really bad acne. So they only wanted that one time a season. So, like, you'd only get acne during that season, and then <laughs> you'd be fine for individual. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, and I don't know why it, why hasn't it been – because individual speech now is, is commencing or the season is starting, It's but it's still not – I mean, there is an individual season – but it's still with the large group. I don't know if it's just one of those things where it just, it, that's just where it's placed. And yeah, they kind of like overlap a little bit. Okay. And how many, you talked about how tough it, it is. Because yes. you, when you think of speech, you think of speaking. And there is absolutely no speaking. <laughs> um, can you tell us about, because when talking to Shay, she said you wrote everything. You, you know, came up with the whole idea. Can you tell us? what your uh, mime was? Yeah, so it was called Another Sunday, and me and my mom had thought of it. It was just something that, like, totally randomly came to our mind. <laughs> um, so basically, it was just, like, what people do in church, they just don't want to admit to be doing. Like, I was on oh, my phone, so <laughs> annoying people next to me. Yeah. And how do how does the judges, how do they know what you're doing? Do you just go in cold turkey and they just have to <laughs> guess what you're doing? Is there something that prompts them to be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, she's in church, she's doing, you know, what's the process there? Yeah, so I actually have to do two parts of it. Three, I have to write the script, create a poster, and do music to go along with it. So I do sound checks when I go in there so they kind of get a little glimpse, and then... My poster, it has, like, a church on the front, praying hands, a Bible. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That, that'd be beneficial, I, I think. I definitely think that would be helpful, but I just, I feel like it should just be called performing. Because th- what you're doing here is is awesome. And it's like you're giving a, a short play right. in front of everybody. I don't know. It's my random thought. <laughs> and Taylor, you did, a, yours was a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV news. I think I believe it was negative nine news. Yes, negative nine. It's kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of witty. Uh, who were the other? Put you on the spot here. Who were the other um, participants with you in negative nine news? I know there was quite a few. Do you remember all of them? Yeah. Um. It was Shay Mills, uh, Summer Bertram, Ava Cleveland, Mary Claire McCarter, um, Caitlin Roder, Haley Roder, Ryan Merrill, and Angelia Rondo. And how did your process, because it was all done on video, yeah. how, take us through like practices and how that process. Yeah, so we start off with like coming up with ideas that we think are like fun or original. 
And I know one of the ideas we had was like Twilight, like setting it in like the universe of Twilight or something like that. And another one we had was like, what if we like go back in time and, you know, report on all of these big events that happened. So then we ended up just going with that and we came up with like a time wheel that we would like spin and then we'd go to the time. So then we came in and like wrote all of the script and practiced it. And then we would like set up and record for a long time. And then, yeah, and I, it was up to me to edit it. And, and speaking of time, each one of you, random, not random, but uh, a general number of hours that you put into your performances. So let's let's take the negative nine news. Mm-hmm. Just a, a ballpark figure of of how many hours you think that you guys spent on, you know, the, everything from the performance to editing to putting it together. Oh, boy. Um, well, we came in twice a week for an hour each time. So it's at least two hours a week. And then the time that I spent editing was about five hours, <laughs> maybe more. And then I know one practice after we had made it past districts onto state, we wanted to make it really good. So there was one night where we came in for three hours straight and just record, record, record. Wow. So, yeah, quite a bit. Lily? Yeah, um, I came home from basketball like almost every night and would just hammer it away with my mom and dad. And they would watch me and critique. And <laughs> and then I would go in after basketball sometimes if we got out early. And, yeah, I'd just a lot of time spent on a lot of on all of it. Well worth it. I, I mean. Yes, definitely. It's, yeah, it's and, and it's good to get the recognition. I mean, it, it's nice to have that, and so it's it's pretty cool. And, and again, it's kind of a big deal here at DNH as well. You know, to to see that you see a lot of the athletic side of it. This is kind of cool to see the the fine art side of it. You know, get some recognition too, and and uh, kudos mm-hmm. to all you guys and all the state or all the uh, speech uh, participants this year. Part of why I love being a language arts teacher is because I get to see the creative sides of students. And even then, you're very limited in you know, papers, uh, formal speeches. It's uh, the creative side that you guys get to show of yourselves is amazing. I, I love that you have this opportunity to go mm-hmm. out and show the different ways that you guys can be creative. You can be humorous. You can be dramatic you know there are so many different things that you can do and show off your talents and i really appreciate about that and you two both have that ability you're both very very talented in that field so i just want to congratulate you um on a great season thank you thank you uh one last thing here before we get to the random question of the day uh question for each of you what would you tell someone you know maybe a junior high uh, student that's going to come into the high school or somebody that's in the high school that maybe was on the fence on whether they should try speech or not? What's something that you would tell them uh, about speech? Lily, go ahead. You go first. I would personally tell them basically that there's so many opportunities in speech from films and performing live to thinking of stuff on the go. You have so many options and it, it's the judges are there It's not as scary as you think it may be. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor? Yeah. um, I would just say there's a lot of different things that you can do. Like a lot of times when people think of speech, they think of, you know, performing in front of people. But like what I did, I was barely on camera. I did a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff. So there's really stuff for everyone and it's really fun. And and it sounds a lot like uh, maybe a high school play or, 
you know, where you can be front and center. You can also be backstage. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities, you know, to find your niche, you know, yeah. in speech. Kudos, though, because I, I don't think I'm not sure I could ever do it. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I can't oh, memorize. I can barely figure out what I had for breakfast. You let alone could do it. Try to memorize uh, a, a whole script. <laughs> um, anyway, another thing that I want to add really quickly, like Travis said here, um, the when I, you think of speech, you my mind automatically goes, okay, it's, I'm going to be up there by myself in front of everybody and all eyes are on me. But you guys are out there, uh, even when you're doing these solo performances and things like that, you're a team. You're helping each other out. You're providing feedback. You're critiquing. You're, you're getting better each time. And your communication skills, and I've said this several times tonight, communication, your communication skills, by being able to do that, are improving so much more than you even realize at this moment in time. And just sitting here, I was just thinking about this. You're both relaxed. You're both having, I think, a, a relatively good time. You're just sitting here <laughs> <Yeah>. chatting. <laughs> you know, it's Boy, not. They, they pulled the wool over your eyes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you guys are just right. doing your thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of those skills that speech has probably provided you. I, I would 100% agree. And I echo the ladies that give it a try. It's one of those things where try it and see how it works. You know, you don't want to do that. Oh, I wish I would have kind of thing. Absolutely. And I know uh, Barry Cavalier would definitely be on board with that as well. Getting people in there to to um, talk about speech and really give it a pitch to the eighth graders. And I think you'd have quite a few people that would give it a shot as well. Yep, I think so too. Hey, you know what time it is. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's that time, Tad. I think it's that time. Ladies, you know what time it is? It is time for the random question of the day. Now, this is one question. You're each going to get the same one, but we're going to start with Taylor, and then we're going to move over to over to Lily. Oh, yeah. So we're going to put you both on the spot here. And if time machines existed, what would be the very first thing you do? Oh. Oh, no. You get one. (laughs) Um... The first place my mind goes to is when I was younger, I used to be really, really into gymnastics. And so I feel like I'd probably want to go to like um, like the uh, 2012 London Olympic Games or something. Okay. I, feel, I don't know why. That was just the first I thing that I literally thought head. she was going to say, I'm going to go back and, and help myself so I don't break my leg again. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I want to go back to two minutes before that. Yeah. And, and just push myself off. Two so minutes before and just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my mom's calling. I got to go. All right. You're up, Lily. I have no idea. Um, uh, well. Okay, um, your dad is a history buff here, so if you don't have something. <laughs> that does not help. That pressure's on. Um, I really have no how, idea. How about this? We'll have Travis go, and then I'll go, and then we're coming back to you, okay? <laughs> okay. This is a bye for now, but we're coming right back. Okay. I would like to go back to when rap first started. Okay. <laughs> and, and why? I just, I, I watched over Christmas or holiday break, I watched these things on CNN that talked about different decades and stuff. And it, one of the decades was when rap and all that stuff came about. And it, I just got sucked into it of how it, you know, made out to where it was and where it started and, who was all involved, and I—I I I was just really into it. And I've always, 
I've always enjoyed rap. I've never, I'm, I stink at it. I'm not very good. Taylor can probably attest to that. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, but I do. I, I, I just, I like the beats. I like, you know, just the rhyming and stuff. I'll walk into Travis's office a couple times a week, you know, to talk about the podcast and. He's always got the best rap music on in the background. Yeah. Like it's just low. Oh it's just low. <laughs> it's just going. And I'm like, yeah. all right, Travis. Yeah. This is this is nice. And my best one is uh it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <You're>, oh my <laughs> god. <Woo-hoo. laughs> um so I would go back, I'd warn JFK. I would tell him, do not go in that parade. Think about that. Probably one of the most famous presidential assassinations ever. Yeah. Besides Lincoln, I mean. You'd be a lifesaver. Well, exactly. <laughs> See? Would anybody know that, though? I, so I'm not here for the credit. I'm not you, here for the you credit. You just want to keep him alive? I wanna, I, the guy was, he did some really amazing I, things. And I mean, love the guy or hate the guy. How, he, would, how would you tell him? I would be like, hey, I, well, no. your car's got a flat tire. You can't go to that. <laughs> Give me so are rain. you are you a mechanic or what are you are you driving it? Are you are you driving it and then you you know it, it's gonna happen, so then you maybe slash the tire to say, Hey, we can't go anywhere. Maybe I would just like veer off right before that the spot where it happens. Because I mean, you've seen the the replays, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably just turn like two blocks before that and just be like, Oh hey. I, 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 I needed I to get gas. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't follow the other 50 cars in front yeah. of me. <laughs> I, I don't know. That'd probably put, you know, that'd be questionable <laughs> right, at best. Right. I think so. I may be coming after you. Yeah, I know. Um, so maybe I would just, like, think of a different way to, <laughs> to let them know. But I would definitely try to warn I, JFK. I, I like that. That's a good one. All right. Okay. Lily. Um, I'd probably go back in time. Like, what's, like... Whatever time Grease was made, the movie, yep. I think that, like, I love their outfits and, like, the songs and the music, you know, all that fun stuff, the dancing. Nice. I was at the Mall of America uh, this week or last weekend, and they had, you can just go buy those right now. They were people walking around like Grease outfits there. So <laughs> apparently that's a thing. You Coming even back. Need, you didn't even need a time machine. Wow. What were, was that the Pink Ladies? I don't even know. Or what were the. I don't know. I'm the red hat race. ladies? <laughs> I know it wasn't red hat ladies. <laughs> I think it was the pink ladies and the Thunderbirds, the T-Birds. Yes. Are you thinking of the Outsiders? I've never seen that movie. It's a Okay. Oh, is First it a book? All, it's well, a book. I, it's okay. probably <laughs> one of the most famous books of all. It's I've okay. never it's read good. it either. It's good. Whatever. It's all good. Sorry, Tad. Mrs. Egan is teaching it this year in 8th grade, but well, maybe okay. I'll hop in. Maybe you should have in the fall when she taught it. So, <laughs> all right, ladies. Uh, sorry for the random banter, but we like to uh, we like to have fun with our guests. And thank you for for coming in tonight. I know it's always kind of you know this is new for a lot of people. So when we send emails out, we're trying to be as casual as possible. And I think I think you guys are probably a little nervous at first, but you guys did a nice job. They're all good. You guys did a nice job. <laughs> Um, again, thank you for stopping in. We appreciate it, and uh, we're rooting for you in the future here. Yep. Thank you thanks for, for stopping us. by. Thank you. Yep, thanks for stopping by, and good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group 
to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, Wolverines, it is time to start wrapping things up here at DNH Loose Change. Um, but before we do, I want to go ahead and get ready to give my first pitch. And, and today's first pitch is uh, a pretty meaningful one. I've, I want to go ahead and thank our senior wrestlers for everything that they've done for the wrestling program. I know Tony Norton and the rest of the, the wrestling team appreciates everything, as well as uh, the DNH community. And the same goes out to the DNH uh, senior boys basketball players. Their season, their career uh, wrapped up um, this week, and I know that they've done a lot for the program, um, and it's been a, a really a lot of fun to see them grow. Yep, absolutely, Tad. And my son was, you know, just graduated last year, so he's been with some of those guys for quite a while, and, you know, we experienced the last games and stuff last year, and, you know, although they're not fun at the moment, you know, you never want anything to end unless you win the last thing. Uh, you get to reflect a little bit, and you know, I, I think everybody, you know, is you know, like let's say the boys' basketball team was is a tough loss, um, but here in a couple weeks, you know, they'll relive some memories and and you know, think of all the good times. And from a live stream standpoint, commentating the games, uh, it was they were a lot of fun to watch uh, this year, and the effort and the work that they put in as well as the wrestlers. We got to do quite a few wrestling uh, meets this year. And I don't think that the students understand what they mean to the community. You know, there's a lot of people that watch what they do and appreciate what they do. And it's kind of cool to see that uh, community involvement and, a backing of of our uh, Dyke New Hartford school system here. Yeah, and not only the community, but I really I I don't know if our players even understand what they mean to the coaches, because right. when you when when a player is willing to invest that much time in your sport, four seasons or five seasons sometimes, right? right. Um, you build those those attachments, and it's it's really 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 difficult at times to see them. Uh, leave the program, but you know it's going to be in better shape because of them, and you wish them absolutely nothing but the best. So, uh, fellas, congratulations, and we wish you nothing but the best. Yep, yep. It's, it's been fun run, and it's always exciting to have it, uh, you know, to have those memories and have it happen. Yeah, and we've still got the girls in action, yep. so we're going to continue to root them on and uh, go from there. Yep, good luck to the girls uh, this uh, next week. And we also like to thank our interviewees that we had tonight. Had Barry uh, Cavalier from the junior high. We had Sam Hertz, freshman with the Iowa Bar Association, talking way over my head and, and what what I knew. Uh, we also had Nick Reinecke, sophomore here that reached the podium for state wrestling, and we had Taylor Kiewit and Lily Bennett. A lot of youth. 
with some speech, yeah. And that's cool. That's they're always gonna good. Be, they're going to be here for a while, so yep. that's cool. Yep, and I feel like that we dropped some knowledge on them. I definitely think we did, and uh, I think people are going to be shocked just how much we know about things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Uh, just kidding, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we appreciate you, Wolverine Nation, and continue sticking with us. We're not going anywhere. We're here for the long haul. And tune in next week for our next episode of DNH Loose Change.